Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm great, Megan. How are you? I am well. Um, We are talking about traveling spouses, partners, and co-parents today. And as it happens, I am recording this we are recording this on the tail end of a trip that John just took, not for work, for pleasure. He's visiting oh. his mother in Florida, which... That does add a different element, it doesn't does. it? <laughs> it sure does. But we've I'm both had... it. it uh, yeah. But, and it's been, you know, one of those weeks where, like, Claire got sick and I was, you know, had all this work to do and the vacuum cleaner broke and I fell down on the ice because I couldn't find the salt, you know, those kinds of things. But um, anyway, so, (laughs) but we're going to be talking about something we both have a lot of experience with, and that is spouses who travel a lot, usually for work, Um, Mm -hmm. spouses and co-parents and partners and all those people that help us kind of keep our lives running um, as moms. So first I want to kick it over to Sarah for some housekeeping. Sarah, what you got for us? Well, I just kind of wanted to um, ask everybody to hop over to our Facebook page if you haven't already. Um, And gearing up for this episode, I put out a call for feedback and questions and tips about traveling spouses on Facebook. And we just had a great conversation, got a lot of great feedback. But in case you don't know, Facebook likes to control what posts you see. And if you like a page, whether or not you've liked our page, um, you don't always see all the posts. And so, Megan, you and I know this because we're in the online social media world. But in case you don't know that out there, and if you are a Facebook user, one of the best ways to make sure you see our posts is just to interact once or twice with them. So just if you see something we post, like it or leave a comment or share a post that we put up there. Anytime you interact with us in that way, it tells Facebook that you actually really do want to see our stuff because it can be frustrating, you know, when you like a page and you genuinely like that brand or that blogger or whatever, and then it like never shows up in your feed. And the more you um, engage with us, the more you'll see us. Right. So if you want to see us all the time, which of course you do. 
Yes, you do. Sarah does it. Sarah does the majority, the lion's share of managing the page, and she keeps it very entertaining and fun. And yeah, and I always feel there's some often some great feedback and great commenters, and I know that like because we can see you know 800 people saw this post, which sounds like a lot until you know that we have 9,000 Facebook fans, right? And only 800 people saw that, and that's just how Facebook works. So if you're out there and you like Facebook, so go ahead and like us. It is a little confusing because we are facebook.com slash happiest home. That's left over from the blog that we transition. You can also just type the mom hour podcast into the search. And of course, we'll link to our Facebook page in the show notes. So if you're not a Facebooker, no big deal. But if you're there and you want to hang out with us, uh, just interact with us a little or leave us a little comment. And that will kind of send the message to the old Facebook gods and goddesses to make that happen. So Good tip. And I also want to point out that I'm loving how much every day now when I log into Instagram, Mm-hmm. I have a huge wave of fresh, you know, followers who I always follow everybody back. Um, and that's, I know that's coming from listeners yeah. because there's no other way people would be finding me on, on Instagram. I'm not that active and I don't promote it really. So, uh, so thanks. It's really fun. I know it is very fun. And, and the mom hour does have its own Instagram account, yeah. which I go back and forth with how much I use, but that we're, again, we're getting more and more engagement and a great community there too. So yeah. that very one's fun. easy. We're just at the mom hour on yes. Instagram. So yes, join us for sure. Join us, especially uh, when your spouse or partner is traveling. Yes. When you need to stare mindlessly into your phone because you have no adult, exactly. <laughs> adult interaction. Yeah. So this is episode 36. And next week we are going to tackle the other side of this topic I just wanted to mention, which is when mom leaves, if you travel for work or if you're going away, it can be really stressful. And Megan, you have done some great writing about that in the past. Um, So that's going to be fun too. So this is kind of going to be like a one-two punch. This week, we're going to talk about traveling spouse partners. And then next week when it's mom's turn to leave the kiddos. So let's do it. So um, I thought maybe we could just kind of first share like where we've come with this. And starting with you, Megan, I have heard you I've heard tell, I've heard you talk about a time when you had four small children and John was basically living in another state. Can you maybe, (laughs) this makes me like nervous. Well, I have to back up even more than that because when John and I got married, um, he was doing, basically he got work with my brother where they were traveling around the country. Yeah, the cable guys. Yeah, they were the cable guys. So they, they would like rebuild like cable systems in whatever city needed it. And often you didn't really know how long you'd be in a city and, you know, three weeks in the project would dry up and they would move like the whole crew, the whole operation would just up and move in, you know, a matter of a few days. So now when I just had like one baby, um, that was fine. You know, when Jacob was little, we kind of did that off and on. And then when I was pregnant with, with Isaac, it really started to become more of a thing. And for a while, I tailed him and went everywhere he went, and it just wasn't really tenable. I mean, with two little kids, we were just kind of living in rando apartments and hotel rooms sometimes. It became extremely, extremely stressful. So we wound up where I was, you know, kind of the home base person, and John was traveling. And sometimes he was traveling for months at a time. I mean, it would be like he'd be gone for four weeks and come home for a week, that kind of thing. That's insane. It It was absolutely insane. But he'd be so far away, and we didn't have a lot of money for plane tickets, so it'd be kind of like we'd wait around for, you know, for like a time that he could make the 20 hour drive back from California or whatever it was. Um, sometimes like in a bucket truck, it was pretty ridiculous. And I credit a lot of my ability to do it then to my youth. I was very young. (laughs) I also always lived someplace where I had family nearby. Um, my sister, I lived in the same town as her for a while. I lived in the same town as my dad and stepmom for a while. Um, 
Although, you know, it wasn't like I was relying on people so much for childcare. It was just having that other human being that you yeah. call or hang out with. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we got back on the same page for a while where we weren't traveling. But when we lived in Chicago, um, when he first went to Chicago, he moved – Let's see. At that point, we were living about four and a half to five hours away. We were in the Lansing area, Michigan, mm-hmm. and he got a job in Chicago, and I wanted the kids to finish the school year. So this mm-hmm. was when we had four kids, um, and Owen was like a toddler. William was three. The boys were six and eight, I think. Mm-hmm. And we, um, so he ended up going ahead of me and lived in Chicago for like four months while I let the kids wrap up their school year. And then a year later, we decided, actually, Chicago wasn't working out so great. So that's when we moved back to Michigan, except John stayed in Chicago again for, like, the better part of a school year. And at that point, I had four little kids and I was pregnant. So I've done – I've been in all of these situations. And, you know, the weird thing is it's almost easier in a way when they're gone all the time. Right. Which is really bizarre. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. But there's not that – you know, since then, we've had times where he's just gone, like, here and there or, like, a night or two at a time. And that sometimes can be harder because when they come back, your your routine is all off. I get a lot lonelier when he's gone. Now, I didn't used to really get lonely Uh when he was gone because – I didn't well, really expect him to be around, you like, know? Like anything else, there's something to hitting your stride and just, like, getting in your groove. And yes. I can see how you would – that would become your new normal. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, like, with all of this that we're going to talk about, it reminds me very much of, like, a fitness level. Like, yeah. I remember before I had a traveling spouse because for Brian didn't travel for work until my kids were about three and one. So for the first few years of pregnancy and motherhood, he was home at five o'clock every day. I was working part time, but we were always in the same, you know, home in the evenings. And I remember I had friends with babies and toddlers whose husbands traveled or just worked a ton, like just were never home yes. when the kids were awake. Yeah. And I remember thinking I could never, ever do that. Like I, yeah. I just couldn't do it. I'd make him quit his job, you know, just feeling yeah. like I couldn't do it. And then, of course, like in a relatively short amount of time, his didn't really like gradually increase he switched positions within the same company and went from no travel to being gone three or four work days a week so yeah. like you know and sometimes those were broken up like a day trip here and then an overnight and and he'd, he'd come and go but being gone a ton and sure enough guess what I learned how to do it so it is kind of like a fitness level and like what you're describing still sounds so hard for me because I've never quite had it that extreme but whatever you're yeah. used to the well, next level used, up yeah. seems so overwhelming until you do it. And then you're like, okay, well, I could do that. Well, and I have to say it's so it sounds so wimpy now because now we're down to where John still, you know, he still works in Chicago, which is about two hours away, a um, couple days a week and has taken to spending the night there often because it just makes right. so much more sense than him, you know, putting in that Driving. ridiculous yeah. drive. So he'll go early in the morning on a Tuesday and come home late, you know, kind of like after dinner or after the kids are in bed on Wednesday or something like that. Sometimes Wednesday to Thursday. But, you know, it's so funny because now I almost have a harder time with it. And I don't, I mean, part of it is I just, I'm not flopping into bed exhausted at nine o'clock anymore. It's like the kids go to bed and then I sit there. (laughs) I'm lonely. I'm used to him being around. I mean, it's just, it's a little bit different, but I think it's so true that you get used to things and then that becomes your normal. And right that's what you judge everything else against. Right. And so right. I guess maybe w- today what we're going to do is try to help people get into that normal, right? Especially yeah. if it's like and little a little more intermittent because yeah, that's when it's hard. It's, yes, I agree. I agree. Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. 
We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip-On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya, is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. So we are at a point now where um, I've gotten used to a lot of short trips. Luckily, Brian doesn't go away for five or 10 or two week trips, almost never. He has a couple like five to seven day trips a year, but the rest is all, he actually does a lot of day trips, which are hardest on him because he's up and out the door at 5 a.m. and home late. So for the kids, the kids won't see him from say a Monday to a Wednesday because he was gone all of Tuesday. But it's, I mean, it's a blip at this point to us. But when you add a lot of those up, it still adds up. It still means, you know, many evenings where I'm on my own doing the routine and all that. So we're kind of like in a groove with that. But yeah, I thought we could talk about just things we've learned to make things easier. And then I'm definitely going to incorporate some of our um, listener suggestions too that came in on Facebook. So yeah. um, And you know, I bet we'll repeat some of what they said. I mean, I'm sure I'll repeat. Yes. Oh, I mean, I'm like, I was like nodding, reading so many of the things and really great suggestion. And just a good reminder of how many moms and women out there have traveling spouses. Like um, it's just, yeah, it's a reality for a lot of us. So the first thing I thought we'd kind of look at is how do you kind of keep your own sanity or take care of yourself when you're the only one. Um, I had, there was a comment on Instagram that I totally agreed with. And she said, I used to just fix the kids dinners, um, because not cook anything like quote unquote adult meal because I was the only adult. And she said, and then I'd end up like having cereal or finishing the mac and cheese off their plate. And I'd get so hangry and and just, you know, undernourished. So, and I was nodding along because what I've started doing is buying myself those pre-made salads Trader Joe's has great ones because yeah. they're they're very individual size. They're not giant. 
And I buy basic, if he's going to be gone for like a week, I buy like one a day. Sometimes I have it for lunch, sometimes for dinner, but then I at least know that I'm getting vegetables. Cause I could go like five days, Megan, and eat bread and cheese. And like, <laughs> no, I know. I, like, I know. And I would be feeling. even happy, but I wouldn't feel very good. So one thing that I think is really interesting that I, a pattern I found myself getting into was never going out, like never bothering to get a sitter, never bothering to set up anything during the week because mm-hmm. I would feel like if John wasn't here, it didn't like count or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This doesn't really make it. It's all psychology, right? right. So right. like if John wasn't around, that day kind of just didn't count. And why would I like set <laughs> up? Plans. Why right. would I make plans? Why yeah. would I go out of my way to try to, you know, go out and meet a friend or something? And right. I think I, especially when my kids were smaller and I actually still needed a babysitter, I really had to go out of my way to realize like, yeah, maybe a Wednesday if, if your you know husband's going to be gone for three or four nights in a row, maybe like midway through that, having something set up with a friend or yeah. even having them come over after the kids are in bed and watch TV, yeah. you know, which yeah. if their spouse does not travel is right. often very possible. Um, right. So something like that, just something you can look forward to, I think is really important. I'm so glad you mentioned the dinner thing because that's, I mean, that is such a common yeah. spouse of of traveling, you know, right. Traveling or even late working. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of yeah, friends late working. Yeah. They just don't get home till eight or eight thirty. Yeah. So dinner is mom and kids. Yeah. And I think, you know, you can, if it's just like once like a, like a one-off every now and then that they travel, I think then it's time to pull out the mac and cheese and pizza and just right. keep it easy on yourself. But if this is a regular thing, I, I feel like I have to keep that semblance of yeah. this is life. This is our routine. This is, you know, life is, we're still having a quality life just because dad's not here and right. we need to have some semblance of a rhythm. Otherwise right. it's like so black and white. That's yeah. when it gets really jarring. And then it's hard to get back in the swing of normal life. You know, your, your spouse comes home and you're like, oh, well now I got to cook for you. Right. Exactly. And what? We're all going to sit down together. I kind of just want right. to watch TV. Right. You know, so I've really, really tried to hard not to get in the habit of blowing a night off. Right. Night after night after night. Yeah. Everyone I, needs I, a blow off every now and then, but right. Exactly. And I, I remember doing that when, when he first started traveling, it would be like Chick-fil-A drive through daddy's yep. out of town. And it, it did not take me very long. Cause we went from this like zero to 60 very in a very short time right. to be like, wait, I can't do that. Like it can't be a treat because daddy's out of town because this is like our new, like 60% of the time normal. Right. So you can't do the drive through. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, I, another thing that came in was asking for help, um, just from neighbors, um, on our Facebook page, my friend Angie commented that she has a neighbor take her oldest to school when her dad when the dad's out of town, and I do that too. So Brian normally takes Allegra to school when he's out of town. I have one or two neighbors who pitch in. So just like replacing the like the help that that co-parent brings to the daily routine, and instead of assuming all of that yourself, seeing if there's an easy way to outsource, which whether it's like carpools and pickups or, you know, homework help or whatever, because otherwise pretty soon, especially if you have an involved co-parent, you're doing double the work. Exactly. So seeing if there are ways to outsource, that was another good tip, I thought. Another thing that I, that I found, um, and this is again, that kind of psycho, that weird psychology, mm-hmm. and it's two sides of the same coin, but I've gone both ways and neither way really works out very well, especially if your partner is, is traveling a lot. Um, and that is either waiting to do anything until they get back, like holding, like, never taking care of stuff that right. you could technically take care of right. because dad's going to be home in a few days right. and he'll yeah. handle it or whatever, yeah. or just kind of letting everything go. Yeah. And then on the flip side, working really hard when they're gone and then letting everything go when they get home right. because they'll pick up, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I like totally there's the two, two sides of the same coin and, and neither one really works because first of all, you know, 
I, now as a, as, as a spouse who travels <laughs> sometimes right. now, I realize it's not as glamorous as it sounds. I mean, when no. you're, when you're the one, you know, at home and you can't pee because, well, you can't pee without an audience, you know, right. and there's little kids clinging to you and like everything's super frustrating. It's easy to look at what your husband is doing and, and get really, you know, have this fantasy that right. they're off living it up. Um, you know, they get to eat at like a TGI Fridays right. every night, at the hotel, <laughs> and they get a bed to themselves or whatever yeah. it is. And, and it, and that is a lot easier in a lot of ways than, than having a lot of little kids, but it's not right. a picnic. And when they no. get home, they want to enjoy family life too right. and, and relax right. and, and get right. a, a little bit of a break, you know? So I would find, I would either have this huge pile of projects yeah. for John to do when he got home at which, and then he wouldn't get to it. And then I'd be super resentful right. or he'd get home and I'd have been going crazy working right. And then he'd get home and I would just fall apart. Right. And neither one, it's just not, you can't maintain No, that. I think that's, that's so true. I actually wrote down in my notes, I wrote that I, I have trouble pacing myself. And I think that's the, kind of what the speaking yeah. to the same point. I often start out like, especially if a longer trip, I start out like, okay, everybody, like we're going to kick butt at this. Like we're going to do, you know, and everything, the lunches are great. And you know, like the evening goes smoothly and then like, it's just kind of a downhill slide. So I have to remind myself often at the beginning of a trip away that like, we're in this for several days. There's going to be times where things are falling apart. I need the energy to be able to like, like you say, do some things, not do everything, not let it all go, but not kill myself. And it's just sort of like finding that middle ground. Um, And I often start out on like the super productive side and then slide yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I, what I'll try to do is often I'll have a, a, like a project, like some kind of a special project set aside where I'll think, okay, you know, John's not home tonight or not home for the next couple of days or a few days or whatever. And usually in the evening we would hang out together. And so instead of that tonight, I'm going to do this thing I've been meaning to do and, and haven't right. gotten around to. And I think that can actually feel really good. Like I think it can too. It can feel really good as long as you don't think that's all you're going to do. Right. <laughs> and you're never right. going to, you know, take a few minutes just to veg in front of the TV, which by the way, you get, you get control of. Well, and TV. I think we trick ourselves. This goes back to our episode last week about all of the clutter and crap yeah. like toys. Sometimes we trick ourselves into being like, oh, there's no other adult around. So I'm just going to let this place go to, you know what? Yeah. And it's just, but really that is a recipe for feeling like you're going you're cray, only cray punishing yourself. yourself. Like you're only punishing yourself. <laughs> and it's not like my husband comes home and expects the toys off the floor. Like right. he doesn't really care either. But it's something about feeling like, ooh, it's just me. Like we can yeah. live like, you know, pigs for a while. Yeah. But that's not a good it's not a good plan. No. Because it, it does it's not fun it to spirals. wake up in the morning. Yeah. It spirals for sure. Yeah. And you know it's funny, I the loneliness thing, um, mm-hmm. I think maybe when John was traveling more, I just was used to the loneliness and I found other outlets. I remember I was really into forums and social media for a while um, during that time and stuff like that. And because that has taken a backseat in my life now, I'm just not as active on any of those kinds of outlets anymore. Now I find myself kind of at at loose ends. Like I'm not sure what to do. And I found that um, I was really drawn to journal, which I hadn't done in a while Uh until John started being gone a lot again, um, especially at night. And I realized that what I'm doing is talking to myself. Like, it's right. like I'm, I right. don't have anyone to talk to. So right. I'm just talking to myself via a journal. And that's right. great. I mean, actually, yeah. it's really helpful. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll go back and read it and be like, I just said apps. I just wrote like 10 pages of nothing. It right. kind of reminded me of being in high school. Um, you know, I used to, I remember thinking to myself, like, what would I do every night? You know, I'd go to bed like at nine and then I'd just sit in my room for three hours yeah. all alone. Like, how did I do that? Well, I wrote a lot. Yeah. 
And I also danced in front of a mirror to Broadway tunes. I did that a lot too. So sometimes, you know, you take advantage of, I haven't done that as an adult yet, but um, you know, you you found those ways to fill the time, right? When you're used to being alone, you find ways to fill it. And then you're used to having a partner and you just get a little bit lazy about your aloneness. Right. Or you default to like, because there's things we do when we have five minutes to ourselves, which likely is more of that kind of mindless social media use. But when given like two hours in an right. evening to yourself, it is sometimes harder to know what to do. I yeah. watch Call the Midwife in my bed with a glass of wine religiously when Brian's out of town. Yeah, that is my only yeah. activity. And I very much enjoy it. No, I ha- oh, about watching a show in my bed in my pajamas with my glass of wine. Oh, no, I know that that um, that can feel very glamorous. Yes. Uh, I, I had a little problem with that when it was me when uh, John was traveling I guess this was when we were living in Chicago and Claire was a little baby and he was still working out of town a lot. And I would watch the Golden Girls, which I love. (laughs) Yeah. The problem is, you know, there's, I don't know, like nine seasons or something. And whatever channel, I think it was TV Land at the time, would do all night long marathons. Right. And so sometimes I'd be laying in bed at like four in the morning with my eyes like propped open or you hit that second wind yeah. where then you can't sleep. So there is a little bit of danger there. Well, yeah. And that actually brings up another thing I want to bring up, which is your own healthy routines, whatever that means to you. So it is easy to stay up too late if you're reading something good or watching yeah. something. It's also, I like to get up before my kids in the morning, but that's harder when he's gone because he gets up to go to the gym and he's like my second alarm clock, you yeah. know? Yeah. But um, like this last long trip, I got up every day before the kids, even if it was like 20 or 30 minutes and it makes a huge difference. I mean, if the gym is part of your routine or if yoga at home is part of your routine, like whatever those things are, same thing we've been talking about. It's easy to kind of feel like the day doesn't count. I love that you said it that way or yeah. that you can let things go. But in fact, like staying as much as you can with those healthy routines, I think just, it just preserves your energy and your sanity for, you know, being the solo parent. Yeah. Um, I think some, I think sometimes as well, like having that one other person that you really rely on who's in the same boat. So, um, when I was, you know, the year that I was here pregnant with those little kids, mm-hmm. what made it live, what made it tolerable was that Jenna's, uh, was on, had maternity leave that year. So she had a baby, mm-hmm. Ruby it was a little baby then. And my brother was also working out of town. So okay. she and I basically were together. She was like my yes. wife. Like we were together yeah. all the time. And like every single day we would have dinner most nights. And it was yes. just kind of a regular thing. And I think, you know, whether you have that other friend who's, whose spouse travels yeah. or a single mom friend or somebody who just gets it and who's yep. available, yep. that's, you know, the, the availability part <laughs> is big. Um well, I'm so glad you brought that up because sharing weeknight dinners, um, I have a good friend here whose husband's a firefighter, so he just has a weird schedule. It's not necessarily travel, but it's like two days on, four days off. And when he is working, he's overnight at the fire station. And we like get so excited when our husband's travel schedules match up. And it's actually really fun to do weeknight dinners, like something really easy um, with and combine all the kids and still yeah. everybody go home for homework and stuff. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but yeah. sometimes you have to like, actually, like you said, they need to be available and you actually have to like ask and coordinate a little, but it does. Yeah. It is. It's like such a soul. It feeds your soul. It does. Well, it yeah. feels like you've got someone like you're in it with somebody yeah. and that, and that is a nice, nice feeling. And it uses up hours too, which, oh, yeah. you know, that those counts. hours from like after school to bedtime, yeah. man. Yeah. And it depending on how much time, like depending on how much you can get your schedules to sync. Like I remember Jen and I used to do a thing where, so the big boys, they were the only bigger kids. Her kids were all really little. And so mm-hmm. I had two big, one, two right. small and a baby. 
Um, so we would have the bigger boys would bring their homework. They could do it at some point when they got a little older, they could just walk home at some point. Right. They didn't want to be with us anymore. Um, but the little kids, we would just hang, we'd have dinner. I'd help her with the dishes. We, for some reason yeah. we were usually at her house. I don't remember why. And then we would do the kids baths like all yeah. together, bring their PJs, that. put them in their PJs. And then sister I would go wives. home. I know sister wives. And I would go home with pajamaed, yeah. clean kids. And just in fact, sometimes Owen, I remember would fall asleep. Um, and then Clara, when she was born, would just fall asleep on the way home. And so it's yeah. like I got home with a sleeping kid oh in my his, gosh. clean in his pajamas. I mean, yeah. it just was awesome. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my my work here is done, you know? Yeah. So it just – it's so nice to be able to share that kind of thing. And I think if I had to name the one thing that really yeah. got me through, it was that for sure. I agree. I agree. And both in Arizona and also here, I've had friends, same thing, where we can yeah. match up those weeknights and – yeah. Um, so I do want to move on to kind of some ways to help kids cope when yeah. they're, uh, there's a missing parent. Um, one of Carol on our Facebook page had a great point and I'd forgotten about it. So thank you, Carol, which is that she said her kids um, sometimes change behavior or deal with some separation when dad is gone. So she always lets the teachers know. And oh, I do really that too idea. for longer trips, especially with Reed, my kindergartner. And it's not like he goes crazy or acts out, but he's a little sad, especially um, if we have a longer trip, it's often like Monday through Friday. So we've like had a good weekend and then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. like off for five days. So letting teachers know that there's some there's been a change at home, I think is a really good tip, especially if you have kids who are sensitive to that change. Mm -hmm. The other one I wanted to bring up that I know um, you and I have talked about this is do you like have time on the phone with dad FaceTime or not? I'm like more in the camp of it's almost always harder and more stressful to have daddy calling or FaceTiming yeah. in the middle of everything. Yes. And it's, it's hard for them to, they're not very good at talking on the phone yet. Um, I, maybe when my kids are a little older and they actually will like sit there and tell them about their day or something. But yeah. I mean, I'd almost rather, it, it, I'm, I'd almost rather have no contact for two or three days, you know, text him the updates and have my own conversations with him if I can, but not have him call home. It can be kind of stressful or disruptive. What's your experience? Yeah, mine has been very similar. Um, I would say if it's a longer trip, sometimes the kids just want to have a, and it's so funny because, you know, sometimes they'll be like, oh, where's dad? And <laughs> I'll, sometimes they don't even, you know, it's like two days right. in and they just notice that dad's gone. <laughs> and I'll say, oh, he's in Chicago or, you know, he's gone or whatever. And, and then they'll, they'll be like, well, I need his help with XYZ or something. I need to talk to him. I need to talk to him. And then right. it turns out it's totally something they could wait. It is not an emergency. Right. It, you know, right. that that kind of stuff, no. We don't do just like the obligatory calls. I I agree. I think it can be really disruptive. And yeah. I, the kids don't really know what to do with it, I find. No, I it agree. doesn't really seem like they understand, like, especially really little ones. Like, they don't right. really get it. It's not really fun for them. Right. I um, I now that the kids are bigger and three of them have their own phones, they text when they want mm -hmm. to. And that's kind of fun. Like it's fun yeah. to just for them to be able to manage it and I don't have yeah. to manage it. Right. And that's nice. Um, but no, as a rule, as long unless we're talking like if he was gone for two, three weeks at a time, right. I'd probably do it differently. Yeah. But for a two, three, four day every now and then thing now, yeah. we just we just don't. It kind of goes through me. And if the kids have a question or a concern, um, that's not to say I'd never have them talk to him. Right. Right. But, but else, expecting it to be a meaningful way to exactly. stay connected might lead you to disappointment, <laughs> especially exactly. if your kids are little. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about this more next week. But I found for me, especially because I think it also kind of depends on who is the emotional center parent. And sometimes it's both and sometimes it's one or the other. Mm -hmm. And in my house, I'm definitely like the emotional center, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's the only way I can put it. Like I'm the one a kid would come to right. if they were crying or upset or hurt. I mean, I'm just more... 
I, I'm more emotive in that right. way. Right. So those needs are all going to get met for me when I'm here. But when right. I'm gone, that's something a little more tricky we've had to kind of deal right. with. And we could talk about that in right. the next episode. Right. My my basic thing is still the same, though. I don't just – even when I'm on vacation or I'm um, traveling for work or whatever, right. I don't call home just for the sake of calling home. Right. If a kid's having an issue, then I will talk yeah. to them. But yeah. for the most part, I find it a little more disruptive when I call and talk to a kid who didn't realize they missed me until I got on the phone. Right. You know? <laughs> We are welcoming back Olive and June as a sponsor. And Megan, I'm so excited about this partnership because with spring right around the corner, I love refreshing the little things in my life, including my manicure. I am the biggest fan of doing my nails at home instead of at a salon because it's convenient, so much cheaper at just $2 a mani, and the results can't be beat. It all begins with Olive and June. Yeah, Olive and June's mani system has everything you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. These are profesh tools designed just for DIY. A couple of the items included are their best-selling poppy, which makes it so easy to brush on a smooth coat, even with your non-dominant hand, which you do have to use about half the time, it turns out, <laughs> and their award-winning cuticle serum, which is so nourishing and a finishing touch I love. Well, I've been a big fan of their quick dry polish for a while now. It seriously dries in about a minute, making it perfect for busy moms. Visit oliveandjune.com slash the mom hour for 20% off your first mani system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first mani system. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Well, and if you've ever been like, if, if you think of like the dynamics of the conversation, it's one person trying to talk or be passed around to like a million. It's a very right. chaotic sort of like non-productive way to have a real conversation. One time, one way that we've made it work is sometimes we call him from the car, like on the way or the way home from school. And if he doesn't pick up because my, my phone comes through like the speakers, like Bluetooth, yeah. they can all like shout and we can leave a voicemail. Or if he does pick up, everybody can hear at the same time and they're all buckled in so they can't like take the FaceTime and go running down the hall. So that's one right. that works for us. Sometimes we'll do that as we'll try him from the car. But otherwise, we don't expect it as like a cornerstone of our day, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to ask you this, Sarah. Do you ever, are there anything that you bend rules on when um, when Brian's out of town? And yes. one thing that I'm thinking of in particular for me is kids sleeping in my bed. That is like okay, one I'm, thing. <laughs> I'm so glad that you brought this up because okay. I loved – so Stephanie, who was at our Beyond Retreat, I'm pretty sure is that Stephanie, um, left a comment that she lets her three kids take turns – sleeping in dad's place in the bed when he's gone overnight, which I thought was so cute. Um, and that they look forward to that as like a fun tradition. Um, I still like my bed to myself, mostly because that's where I like to watch TV after they're all yeah, exactly. um, gone. But what I do, so my kids don't watch any, they don't have any screen time during the school week, like no iPad and no TV. It's just too hard for me to manage at this point. Um, but I started a, like a year ago, maybe, um, I just needed that like 30 minutes when I'm getting them ready for bed. And, um, I started letting them watch old episodes of Mr. Rogers, um, oh, which you so can fun. get on Amazon prime. And I picked Mr. Rogers because 
I didn't really want to want them watching some like crappy show that gets them yeah. all jazzed up. That's not like and that's, that's not part Mr. of the reason. Mr. Rogers, so I was Mr. like, if I, yeah, exactly. So I, I said, if I pick Mr. Rogers, which is so mellow and slow, and that way, if they're not interested in it, they can go play independently because I'm getting everybody's pajamas, but they love it. And so that's like, and it's only when it's overnight. It's not if he's working late or has a meeting or something. It's only if he's actually gone overnight. And we totally look forward to it. And um, so that's my like bending the rules on screen time. And um, just like we were talking about at the beginning with like fast food and sticking to healthy routines, I think yeah. with bending the rules, I think it, it can be really fun if it's something that makes you feel good and that everybody looks forward to. If you just abandon all the rules, right. I think it can work against you. Like we were talking about with food and yeah. stuff. So. I agree. Like I, I look at it almost like bending the rules, but in a really like premeditated way. Totally. So That's exactly I will, how I look at it. Yeah. I will think about it ahead of time and yes. think, okay, so this is going to be like a three night trip or whatever. Right. Um, yes. In that case, Clara can spend one night with me right. and then the other two nights she's back in her own bed. Right. You know, sometimes I also will weigh it against, you know, honestly, my mornings are easier when Clara's in my bed because I can get her up gradually and it's not right. that like fight with her and getting right. her out of her cold. Her She's always cold yeah. in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm so cold. The house is so cold. And so when she's in with me, it's kind of like a little treat for me because I know in the morning I can kind of just like tickle her a little bit and wake yeah. her up and it's just a much more pleasant morning. Yeah. Um, but I can't just let everything fall off the, right, right off the rails right. because if I let her sleep in my bed all three nights, then right. she'd want to sleep in my bed. You know, right. then she'd be bummed about the fact that now she has to get kicked back back out. Right. I would never get a night to my sleep or myself, right. you know, the bed to myself. So I will think about it ahead of time before I eat, before anyone even brings it up, because someone's going to bring it up. You know, can we yeah. do this or that? Yeah. I'll think about what I might be willing to bend on and how that would look and then kind of incorporate it in. But in a way that makes it seem spontaneous and like I'm just the best mom ever. Right. But right. in a way I already figured out. <laughs> No, that that okay is like, that's time. so smart. And I totally think of it that way too. And isn't it funny how they do start asking Allegra? So and she's like the oldest, so she gets it. So she'll start asking, can we go to the beach? Can we do yeah. this? Like they start knowing like, okay, things are different. So you do, you do need to be one step ahead. Um, but planning where you can allow for those and then just let them know, like, this is what we're going to do. We, you get a show every night that he's out of town overnight right. and that's all you get. Don't ask me for unlimited iPad. Right. You know, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. this is but then they look forward to it. And I love that, yeah, um, that one of our listeners talked about letting kids in the bed too. Yeah. Um, several people brought up planning fun outings, even if it's the middle of winter or summer in Phoenix. And I think that's so true. Like even if it's something you might do when dad wasn't out of town, just having it on the calendar, the kids looking forward to it. So I'll do the beach here or like the museums or just that kind of thing. And I also think that getting out of the house in the afternoon or after school time, we're normally kind of homebodies, but I think getting out, and I heard several listeners say this in the comments too, really helps because it just breaks up that, it does break like, that long, long march to bedtime. Yes. So oh, yeah. there was, that was like a, definitely a consensus is plan some fun things. And then I would add to that, let the kids know when they are and when to look forward to them so that you're not like, what are we doing today? Like, when can we do something fun? That's what my kids yeah. say. And sometimes even if it's a thing that's totally not fun for you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, go, going to the playland or whatever right. it is that sounds kind of like torture for you. I, I remember like having that 
moment of being like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to load everyone up in the car. And here we don't have a Chuck E. Cheese. Claire's never been right. to a Chuck E. Cheese. Actually, I take that back. Jacob took her to a Chuck E. Cheese last year while I was at a work <laughs> meeting, but I've never taken her to one. Um, I paid him to take her. We're deprived. <laughs> I know. know. She's actually really bummed about it. She's never been to a Toys R Us either. Those are the things that happen when you live. I don't think she's missing much. No. But I know when you're six. She believes she's missing a lot. But anyway, so here in our town, it's uh, Dairy Queen. Our Dairy Mm -hmm. Queen has this bizarre playroom with like this giant ice cream stuff in it that you can play on. And I'd be sitting there and it'd be, you know, a cold day in February. And I'd be thinking, I am going to bundle all these kids up, waddle my pregnant body out to the car. And we're going to go sit at Dairy Queen, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Like, what? But I was always so glad when I did it. You yeah. know, it's like that feeling when you get home and you know they all ran and played yep, and they exactly. did something fun for them and they're not going to, you know, scream and climb all over you. And you had right. a change of scenery, even if it's dumb right. scenery. Right. You know, even if it's the worst. Even if all I did was sit there and play on my phone because they were right. occupied. It just felt like a break and yep. a little breath of fresh air. So, yes, I totally agree with our with the reader listener who submitted that, like, yes, yeah, do something. Just like you said, premeditatively, I think when you do those things because everybody's at the end of their rope and you have to get out of the house, it feels a little like less like you had something to do with the decision. Yes, it feels it's more like, desperate. Fine, I'll yeah. take you out and do something fun. But if you kind of look at the calendar and say, okay, I know I'm going to need a break here. Let's plan this. Then you can let the kids know what to expect. So same thing with like, just being a step ahead and kind of anticipating those long afternoons and plugging in some fun things, I think yeah. really helps. So now what uh, about like the loneliness aspect? And I will, I yeah. will say like, I've gotten pretty good at telling John cause John, when he gets in his zone, he's very single minded. Sometimes he'll work pretty late on the night he's gone. And then, you know, he gets in his home, in his hotel bed, turns on sports center and passes out. And so I finally had to say, you know, I really need like some time yeah. to just, like text with you for yeah. a little while if you could just give me 15 minutes to text with you or or talk on the phone yeah I, but um I had to ask for that yeah you know I've had to too but for a different reason I'm usually so tired that you know me I can crash but a couple of times he will go he's traveled to Vegas sometimes and not like he goes out crazy but like a couple of times I knew he was out either entertaining people or seeing a show or something and like I woke up in the morning and was like I, I don't want to worry, but like, I didn't even get the text, like, I'm back in the hotel, right, like, exactly. had a good night. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, my mind starts <laughs> I to be promise like, the stripper in a stayed at the gutter club. somewhere. Yeah. Like, so I did have to ask, but mine was more for, like, my peace of mind. Yeah. Like, or if I know he's driving late somewhere, like, driving from one place to another, just, like, let me know that you're in the place where you're going to sleep, like, for yeah. the night. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And, and he, Brian's really good because he ends up in airports, like, stuck in airports a lot like at weird times. And so that's when we were are more likely to have our, um, like a text conversation might not be at the end of the night because he might be out later than I am or whatever. But right. I have asked for the, like, let me know that you're alive once every 12 hours. Now, let me ask you this, Sarah, how do you handle things that, you know, I know you're still in the, you're still kind of in the stage where you're doing grocery shopping with at least some kids. Yeah. Usually just me most and Violet, of the time yeah. anyway. So that's not a big change, but is there anything that you you regularly would not do with the kids if Brian was around that you're sort of forced to do or either do it with the kids or not do it at all? Well, I would say honestly, and this might not even be what you're asking, but just the evenings of, of like dividing myself into thirds when everybody needs me is still hard. Like Allegra has homework. Reed is like pretty one-on-one demanding. Like he wants to play Pokemon or he wants like, he really wants his dad is what he yeah. wants. Yeah. And then Violet is just high maintenance. So I wouldn't say there's any one thing that I would avoid doing, but it does still feel like I'm missing like another warm body in the evenings. Yeah. So that again, just goes back to like, 
staying busy, getting together with other people, um, because that is still hard for me. And I know that'll get easier. I mean, everyone will kind of get a little bit more independent, but yeah. Do you, have you done any crazy workarounds? Um, you know, when you're, when you had to work and, you know, Violet was a baby still or whatever, and you're trying yeah. to figure that I remember working from my car. <laughs> I remember working on the hood of my car once, like I had sleeping kids all lined up in the car and I was literally had my laptop out in the hood of my car. <laughs> That's it was awesome. working. I mean, so, like awesome. going places to find free Wi-Fi, but you don't have to go in. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. In the parking lot. In parking uh, lots. Yeah. I remember when Violet was a little baby, the hardest part, and I this just jogged my memory, was that I wasn't sleeping at night. And I didn't have my, like, cause she was a terrible sleeper until she was like two. Yeah. And so I didn't have like that person. And I still did most of the night waking. But, you know, you always have them to like shove out the bed for like the 4 a.m. if you've been up yeah. three times already. I was doing all that by myself at night and then having to wake up and do it all over again right? just by myself. That was really hard. Um, and yeah, I just think we just did a lot more like car rides and drive throughs And um, back in those days, I feel like I got more work done when he was away because I'd put the kids to bed early and I'd work at night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have like, a, like you had a little more, I think, conference calls and meetings and deadlines, whereas I was luckily just a little bit more freelancey able to manage it. But yeah. It's not easy. If you guys are in that right now, it is not easy. It's not. But you know what? It, you will make it. Yes. <laughs> you will make it. Um, so like, are there, is there anything else we missed? The or? only thing that I wanted to touch on, because yeah. another listener brought it up, Lindsay, um, is transition time. And I had oh, written this, yeah. written about a note about this too, which is really know what you need when your partner comes home for you personally. And also don't forget that your kids are going to have a transition and it's not always a happy, joyous transition. Right. Um, I know for myself that I have been on for so long that I usually need, like, I'm a little bit more of an introvert. I just need like personal space and that can be hurtful to a partner who's excited to see you. Mm-hmm. And it also can make you feel guilty if you're like, well, now we're, we're the band's back together. We should go do something as a family when really I want to go like stare at my phone in a corner for an hour and have yeah. no one talk to me. So now I know that about myself and Brian knows that about me and I can just escape for an hour and then come back. But also with the kids, I think sometimes my kid, the kids hold it together and then behavior can be off when the band is back together. And I'm sure you probably noticed that back in the day too. Yeah. And I was actually going to say, we've come up with, with different workarounds for that kind of thing. Um, I, I know, you know, I remember that feeling of knowing he's on his way home and I'm counting down the minutes and just wanting him to walk through the door so I can yeah. hand the baby off or, yeah. or whatever. But we actually kind of found it was better for him to come home after bedtime. Okay. That's interesting. Um, because otherwise everything would just fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> so I would feel like that momentary relief and like, oh my God, you're yeah. home. Oh, take this kid. Yeah. I've been holding, I've been saving this diaper for you, like yes. that kind of thing. And there was that momentary good feeling of like, oh, I'm not alone now. I'm, we're in this together again. Right. But then that's when everybody would flip out. And yeah. then I would get stressed out. I mean, yeah. and he would be stressed out. And I think, you know, I, I think it's so individual. It depends how much they travel for one thing. If it's, you know, if you, if, if those three hours or two hours or one hour or whatever is going to make a huge difference in your sanity level or whatever, then right. yeah, have him get home as soon as he can. But if, if putting the flight off a little later means right. he's going to walk into a quiet house and you're going to be sitting in a quiet house yeah. and you can just sit down together and watch your favorite program and then yeah. you both wake up in the morning refreshed and then yeah, that's such kind a good of, point. and then kind of tackle the day together. I right. think sometimes ultimately that's better, even though it's right. so hard 
to, yeah. you know, to put that off. And I've noticed that for myself, you know, sometimes I'm bummed out when I'm coming home and we could talk about this more next episode. Yeah. I'll have a flight that gets home late and I'm like, oh man, I can't, why did I schedule this flight so late? I won't get home until 10. And I'll tell you what, when I walk into a quiet yeah. house at 10, rather yeah. than a crazy house at eight, yeah. I'm so glad I walked in at 10. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah, mean, that's... it feels a little selfish, but it, I think overall, sometimes it's just good for everybody. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. And just remembering that everybody is adjusting. Sometimes you, sometimes like the ship has been, you've had to like hold a pretty tight ship because it's just yes. you. And then like the, the wheels fall off. That was like a terrible mixed metaphor. That's all right. Fall I got it. Ship, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And especially with really little kids and sensitive kids, the behavior, I mean, they, they could have been on their best behavior all week and then lose it in the right. day or two following the you know, dad getting home. So I think just even knowing that, I mean, there's not much to do about it, except I like your suggestions about the timing. But other than that, just expect Well, I can, and and just like you, Sarah, we've talked about this before. And the reason I think that I kind of finally realized this was that um, I can deal with challenging kid behavior much better at 8 a.m. than I can Mm -hmm. at 8 p.m. And so, or whatever time your kids, you know, that moment right before they go to bed. And so every time John would walk in the door half an hour before bedtime, Bedtime did not happen half an hour later. Right. And so it would just throw everything off so badly. Yeah, and then so you're badly. super bitter because you want nothing exactly. more than... <laughs> exactly. So just yeah, a thought, so just just a thought, you know. I know it's hard I, to even imagine. I feel imagine. like most of Brian's longer trips, he ends up getting home like mid-afternoon, which is a big treat because it's earlier than That's he'd nice. get home, like say, on a normal work day. That is nice, um, yeah. So that can be nice. I'm trying to And then think. those are the nights I try to plan like a dinner. We all go eat out yeah. together or something. Yeah. You know, just that, that reconnection time without anyone having to do a lot of work yeah. or put a lot of effort in, um, I think is really nice. So. Agreed. And if you are also a person who uh, needs time to yourself, don't feel bad about asking for it. Yeah. I'm really glad you're home. I can't wait re- to reconnect. But please don't talk to me for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Just that you need like, your own. Turns out I have to go to Target. I forgot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Enjoy. You know, in, in our, it's so funny. In our house, that's totally John. And, and right. I, I used to wonder why he ran so many useless errands. Yeah. And he'd come home with nothing. Like, where did you go? You didn't even buy anything. He just needed he, to he, think he, of he his just own needed, He just needed to go into his head for a little while and, and not have me yakking at him. So I, I get it. it. I don't understand right. it, but I get it, you know? So I guess um, we need to wrap this one up, huh? Yeah, definitely. So um, again, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And thank you. If I didn't like directly mention your feedback or comment, um, thank you for leaving it because it really helped us kind of clarify what we wanted to talk about today. And I'm excited to revisit this next week, but talk about when mom's the one leaving. Yeah. So that'll be good. All of this will be at themomhour.com. This was episode 36. All right. See you next week. Bye. Hey, everyone, we have a favor to ask. If you are an Apple Podcasts user, can you check really quickly to make sure you're still following the mom hour? Apple did one of their big software updates recently, and it changed a bunch of things about how you get the podcasts you're subscribed to. If Apple Podcasts is your podcast app of choice, all you have to do is find your way to our show page and then click the little plus sign or follow in the top right corner. Thanks so much. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening and left the mom hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. 
If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much.